ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار فيا عباد الله اتقوا الله تعالى قال الله تعالى لا خير في كثير من نجواهم الا من امر بصدقه او معروف او اصلاح او اصلاح بين الناس ومن يفعل ذلك ابتغاء مرضات الله فسوف نؤتيه اجرا عظيما وقال صلى الله عليه وسلم ومن كان يؤمن بالله واليوم الاخر فليقل خيرا او ليصمت وقال الله تعالى يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا عباد الله في هذه الايام وبسبب كثره الفتن وكثره الشرور بين الناس وبسبب ما تروجه وسائل الاعلام والتويترات والوسائل الكثيره الدقيقه والمنتشره في البيوت وفي كل مكان ينشر فيها من الاخبار ومن الاثارات وما يشيب الرؤوس ويشغل الناس والناس اذا اجتمعوا في مجالسهم لا بد لهم من حديث اما في الخير واما في الشر واما بما لا فائده فيه فعلى المسلمين ان يكفوا السنتهم عن الكلام في الشر وان يقتصروا على الكلام في الخير وما فيه المصلحه لهم ولغيرهم وكذلك الكف عن الكلام الذي لا فائده فيه فان كلام الانسان مكتوب عليه ومسجل عليه قال تعالى ما يلفظ من قول الا لديه رقيب عتيد وقال 
أم يحسبون أنا لا نسمع سرهم ونجواهم بلى ورسلنا لديهم يكتبون فعلى المسلم أن يتحفظ من لسانه قد قال صلى الله عليه وسلم وهل يكب الناس في النار على وجوههم أو قال على مناخرهم إلا حصائد ألسنتهم فللمسلم فالمسلم يحفظ لسانه إلا بما فيه خير له, خير له ولغيره أو ما يحتاج إليه قال تعالى إلا من أمر بصدقة الصدقة تشمل الصدقة بالمال والصدقة بالجاه والصدقة بالكلام الطيب كل هذا يدخل في الصدقة وقال تعالى إلا من أمر بصدقة أو معروف أمر بمعروف من تعليم علم وأمر بمعروف ونهي عن المنكر ودعوة إلى الخير توجيه سديد فهذا نفعه يتعدى وخيره يرجع إلى المتكلم به إذا نفع الله بكلامه أو إصلاح بين الناس وهذا هو محط الفائدة إذا حصل بين الناس سوء تفاهم حصل بينهم نزعات ونزغات حصل بينهم فتن وحروب فالإنسان يتكلم بالإصلاح لا بما يزيد الشر ويؤجج الفتنة لأن المتكلمين كلهم سينحاز مع طائفة يمدحها ويذم الثانية تحصل العداوة بينهم ويتباغضون بسبب ذلك والمسلم يحفظ لسانه من هذه الأمور ولا يتكلم إلا بخير والإصلاح بين الناس قد يكون بين الأفراد بين فردين مختلفين مختصمين تصلح بينهما وتسوي ما بينهما من نزاع أو إصلاح بين جماعة وجماعة قال تعالى وإن طائفتان من المؤمنين قتتلوا فأصلحوا بينهما إن الكفار يحرضونكم على نشر الفتنة فيما بينكم وعلى التعادي والتباغض بما يبثونه بينكم من الإشاعات ومن الكذب ومن التحريض فخذوا حظركم منهم ولا تتكلموا إلا بخير وإصلاح فالمسلم إما أن يتكلم بخير فيغنم أو يسكت عن شر فيسلم ولا فائدة في الكلام لا يحصل به كف فتنة ولا يحصل به إصلاح إنما هو يحرض على الفتنة وعلى العداوات وعلى الهزازات والشرور وقد ينتج عنه حروب فعلى المسلم دائما أن يتوقف في هذه الفتن لا سيما ما يتعلق بأمور المسلمين من الأمن أو الخوف 
la yetekellem illa bima fihi islah ve hayr in kana indehu ilm ve makdara amma in kana leysa indehu ilm ve la makdara feyumsik lisanehu vel yeslem fi nefsih lakin yed'u allaha lil muslimin la ya'cuz ahad anid dua يدعو الله للمسلمين بالصلاح ويسأل الله للمسلمين بدفع الفتن عنهم والشرور وحفظ بلادهم وحفظ دينهم أولا يدعو الله يكثر من الدعاء في وقت الفتن فإن الله قريب مجيب قال الله جل وعلا وإذا جاءهم أمر من الأمن أو الخوف أذاعوا به ولو ردوه إلى الرسول وإلى أولي الأمر منهم لعلمه الذين يستنبطونه منهم ولو لا فضل الله عليكم ورحمته لاتبعتم الشيطان إلا قليلا فالأمور العامة إذا كان ما بلغك عن أخيك من النقيصة أو الذم فإنك لا تلتفت إلى هذا بل تتوقف حتى ولو كان صحيحا لا تنشره قال الله جل وعلا يا أيها الذين آمنوا إن جاءكم فاسق بنبأ فتبينوا يعني تثبتوا أن تصيبوا قوما بجهالة فتصبحوا على ما فعلتم نادمين وفي هذه الآية وإذا جاءهم أمر من الأمن أو الخوف هذا ما يتعلق بالجماعة والأمة فعلى المسلم أن يمسك لسانه ولا تنسى قول الرسول صلى الله عليه وسلم من كان يؤمن بالله واليوم الآخر فليقل خيرا أو ليصمت أنت إذا سكت سلمت أما إذا تكلمت فإن لسانك يملكك حينئذ رأى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم في منامه رأى ثورا يخرج من جحر ضيق ثم يحاول أن يرجع ويدخل فيه فيعجز فسأل عنه فسئل عنه فقال هذا الرجل يتكلم بالكلمة ثم يريد أن يتداركها فلا يستطيع ذلك فعليك أن تمسك لسانك ما دمت ممسكا لسانك فأنت في عافية فإذا تكلمت فإنك لا تقدر على رد الكلام ولا ما يترتب عليه من الآثام أو من الأضرار وربما كلمة تطيح برأس المتكلم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد على آله وصحبه أجمعين فيا عباد الله الله سبحانه وتعالى has mentioned to us in the Quran and the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم has mentioned to us in the Sunnah the need for a Muslim to guard his tongue and to ensure that his tongue is only being used in good 
and that he does not allow his tongue to be used in evil. Allah mentions in the Quran, the usages of the tongue that are good, the usages of your speech that are good. So from amongst those is the one who commands with sadaqah, charity, that you command the people and you advise and encourage the people with charity. Charity in terms of your wealth, charity in terms of your behavior and manners, and your dealing with the people and your interactions. Charity in various forms, that is from the good uses of the tongue. Similarly, the one who brings about rectification, al-islah, he brings about rectification between the people. Those who have differed over an affair, those who have disputed over a matter, that the person does not go and increase the problem. He does not go and increase the fitna. Rather, he goes and speaks with wisdom to decrease the affair and to bring about rectification between the Muslims. That is from the goodness of the usage of your tongue. Similarly, the scholars have mentioned when you are sitting in your gatherings, then the people of course they talk. When you talk, when you are sitting in your gatherings, then what you say will be one of three types of things. Either it will be something good, and rewardful, beneficial, speaking about the Qur'an and the Sunnah and the affairs of goodness. That is one type of speech. The second type of speech you may engage in is talking evil with your tongue, backbiting the people, the ghibah, or storytelling regarding the people, the namima, or lying, or deceiving or cheating from the evil types of speech you may engage in. And the third type of speech is the speech that is not haram, but it is from the speech that has no benefit in it. It may not be haram, but it is speech that is useless. Spending a whole gathering talking about some useless affairs that do not bring any good for you. Spending a whole gathering talking about your business or talking about your refurbishment in your house, talking about something for hours and hours, and you have not mentioned the Quran, you have not mentioned the Sunnah, you have not mentioned the Salaf, no benefit in your speech. So a person who is wise will make sure that definitely they don't do number two, which is the speech of evil, the second type, the number two mentioned in those three categories, the speech of evil they do not engage in. But the wise person also makes sure that he does not get involved even in the third category, the speech that is mubah, but it is useless and time-wasting and is not bringing you any benefit. 
If you must mention some affairs, then so be it. But you do not make all of your gatherings on that category. The wise Muslim makes sure that his gatherings are with the first category of speech. The speech that is good and brings you benefit. The speech that reminds you of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The speech that brings you closer to your Lord. The speech that educates you regarding your religion. And that is from the types of speech that is good. The speech which educates you and others regarding this religion. This religion that Allah has chosen for you. This religion that you call yourselves Muslims upon. Then when you sit together and you come into your gatherings, then mention this religion. Mention something of the Quran that you benefit and others in your gathering they benefit. Mention something of the Sunnah from Al-Bukhari, Muslim and other authentic sources that you benefit and remind yourself and the others in the gathering so that you are improving yourselves for indeed everything you say all of your speech it is recorded do not think that any of your speech goes unrecorded all of that is written down by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the angels that have been given that responsibility and there are many ayat in the Quran more than one that mentions to us how the angels are writing down all of our deeds in this ayah Allah tells you that the noble guardians they know they know all of what you're doing and they are writing it all down words of goodness and words of evil and that's why Allah mentioned in the hadith Qudsi on that day إِنَّمَا هِيَ أَعْمَالُكُمْ اُحْصِيهَا لَكُمْ فَمَنْ وَجَدَ خَيْرًا فَلْيَحْمَدِ اللَّهِ وَمَنْ وَجَدَ غَيْرَ ذَلِكَ فَلَا يَلُومَنَّ إِلَّا نَفْسَهِ On that day when your accounts they come forth the one who finds goodness his records they show goodness for him then he will be happy and he can praise Allah but the one who finds evil because he used his life in evil and he used his tongue in evil then he will find the evil in his records and he cannot blame anybody except himself so guarding over the tongue it is one of the greatest and most important affairs using this tongue this blessing that Allah has given you in the goodness and the ibadah to Allah is required and that's why the Prophet ﷺ mentioned that you will be cast into the hellfire because of what your tongues have reaped for yourselves what you have earned for yourselves with your tongues with your speech then that is going to be one of the main causes of the people entering hellfire because it is so easy to do evil with your tongue it takes so little effort to sit there and lie and to sit there and backbite someone and yet Allah mentioned أَيُحِبُّ أَحَدُكُمْ أَنْ يَأْكُلَ لَحْمَ أَخِيهِ مَيْتَا فَكَرِهْتُمُ 
Would you love to eat the meat of your dead brother, the corpse of your dead brother? And certainly you hate that. In the narration about the Namima, مَرَّ النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهِ وَسَلَّمَ بِقَبَرَيْنِ فَقَالْ إِنَّهُمَا لَيُعَذَّبَانِ When the Prophet ﷺ walked past the two graves and he said they are being punished. They are being punished. Later in the hadith he mentions, أَمَّا أَحَدُهُمَا فَكَانَ يَمْشِ بِالنَّمِيمَةِ هذا هو سبب. One of them used to go and spread the stories between the people causing corruption. And so he is getting the punishment of the grave. وَأَمَّا الْآخَرْ فَكَانَ لَا يَسْتَنْزِهُ مِنَ الْبَوْلِ وَفِي رِوَايَةَ كَانَ لَا يَسْتَتِرُ مِنَ الْبَوْلِ And as for the other one, he never used to look after himself or conceal himself when taking care of the call of nature, when using the toilet. And so he is also in the punishment of the grave. Therefore, it is upon us all to remember what a great blessing this is. The ability to talk. The ability to talk with your tongues. Do not abuse this ability. Do not abuse this blessing. For indeed it is a blessing from the blessings of Allah upon you. And you are to use the blessings of Allah in remembrance of Allah. In obedience to Allah. In worship to Allah. So use your tongues in the dhikr of Allah. Use your tongues in making the takbir of Allah. Allahu Akbar. Use your tongues in doing the praise of Allah. Subhanallah. Alhamdulillah. La ilaha illallah. Doing the remembrances and the dhikr. Do not use your tongues to just sit there lying about people. Backbiting about people. Spreading stories about people. Talking about everybody else when you get together. All of that will be recorded against you. And on that day... Those people who you are backbiting, they will come to take your deeds away. The Prophet ﷺ mentioned, أَتَدْرُونَ مَنِ muflis? Do you know who the bankrupt one is? قَالُوا مَنْ لَا دِرْهَمَ وَلَا دِينَارَ They said the one who doesn't have any gold or silver, no money. But the Prophet ﷺ said, لَيْسَ كَمَا That is not it. That is not what you think. muflis يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ the bankrupt one on the day of judgment is a person who used to pray and he used to fast. He used to do the ibadat. Then how is he muflis? Because even though he used to do all of this ibadah, at the same time, he used to backbite people and lie about people. He used to take the wealth of this one, oppress that one, uh, backbite this one, do transgression against that one. So they will come on the day of judgment and they will take his rewards away. They will take the good deeds out of his balance, out of his books, out of his accountability and take it for themselves. And if they run out of good deeds from him, and there are still people waiting, then they will take their own evil deeds and throw them upon him, so that justice is done. So bear in mind this very small thing of your tongue, something that you do not pay attention to, but it is a blessing of Allah that you need to pay the greatest of attention to. 
So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to preserve our tongues, to make us from those who preserve and safeguard our speech and our actions, that it may be from that which pleases Allah alone. Wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa aqimis salah.